Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. The Fed has done it. I'm going to show you what that is. I'm going to look at what the actual Fed officials have said, their statements directly from the horse's mouth. The first thing I want to look at is going extreme. This is really important when you see this all tying together to what we'll talk about in the second part, and that is the Fed will crash the markets. We've got somebody actually from the Fed or was at the Fed who is saying that they have to do this. I will explain to you why that connects in with what I have been talking about. And the third thing is the safe haven. Is it gold? Is it bonds? What could it be? I will show you what the individuals in the financial industry are talking about and then connect that in with a couple other points. A lot to discuss. Let's begin right here. Fed officials plan to shrink the balance sheet by $95 billion a month, meeting minutes indicate. So we get this information, of course, after the meeting occurs, we look through it, and then we can see what it's all about. I will show you those meeting minutes in just a second here. But the general consensus is these two things, $95 billion a month being allowed to run off the balance sheet, as well as a 50 basis point hike. Okay, so that's a 0.5% increase on the Fed funds rate. And then we have the 95 billion, which would be $60 billion worth of treasuries and 35 billion of mortgage-backed securities. Now remember, just recently, they were pumping in $120 billion. So it's not even a reversal, but it's so strange because they were going so hard and fast with 120 billion and then they've turned around so quickly here into, you know, bringing that into the negative. But the whole point here is that they are going ahead with this and it seems like they can't get there fast enough. Inflation is off the charts and we know all the ins and outs of that. Taking a look at what's next here. Fed's Patrick Harker is, quote, acutely concerned about inflation, sees deliberate rate hikes. So this information, of course, just showing us what we've seen with all the other people at the Fed, the same thing. We have to increase. You know, we got to go like this. We got to do all these actions. The Fed daily, they'll mention her, they'll mention Brainer, they'll mention whoever, and all of them are on the same page today. That's what's important. It's not as if, you know, well, maybe we have concerns down the road. They're all saying the same thing right now. So the grand expectation right now is that may we are going to see a rate hike of 50 basis points assuming everything else is the same as well as a runoff of the balance sheet does that mean that they are going to completely eliminate their balance sheet no 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 they are going to start allowing this nine trillion dollar balance sheet to slowly run off. Remember, all of these things that they've bought have a maturity and they can basically just let it go without repurchasing new ones. So you will see fluctuations. Every week is gonna be different, but that information will be brought up. Here you can see the actual meeting minutes. I always bring you this directly from the source. This is federalreserve.gov website. And you can see in here, plans for reducing the size of the balance sheet. That's right over here. And you could look at it and essentially suggesting we want to make sure that we do not do what we did in 2017 to 2019 and we spook the markets even though we give them 
a lot, a lot of time, a lot of warning, the market stoke got spooked. So what people believe right now today, the expectation from the average retail trader is that the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, which is currently at $9 trillion approximately, is going to start to be wound down just slowly and slowly and slowly. And this will continue to go until the point where the markets, those individuals, let's say the Goldman Sachs and the you know those individuals, it'll stop around 6.5 trillion, okay? This is going to take a while, I think a couple of years actually. And so they're gonna bring that down and everything's gonna be a-okay and they will get to a point of being neutral and then we'll see what happens. They're just gonna leave it there and just keep on going sideways. So they're expecting here in this case that there will be no recession, there will be no depression, <laughs> Like, there's no crisis over the next few years. Nothing to worry about, so the balance sheet will stay at 6.5. Okay. Now, let's just assume that's accurate. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we can have fantasies and, and this and that, but the point here is that there's a group of people that believe as soon as the market starts coming down by 5%, maybe it's 10 I don't know, maybe it's 20, whatever that number is. Oh no, then the Federal Reserve is going to start pumping up the balance sheet yet again. Well, we saw that the market came down, you know, depending on where we're looking at, 10%, 20%. Not only did they not act, did they not reverse course, they said, we have to go hard and fast into this. You could see how fast the market came up. S&P 500 is near, what, 4% from its all-time high, maybe 5% or so? I mean, you don't have to look very far to see that the market isn't hurting. Inflation is very high. The you know U3 unemployment rate, the fake unemployment rate, is extremely low. The job situation, according to what they look at, is fantastic because you've got people that are quitting left, right, and center. They're able to demand as much as they want in terms of salary, in terms of you know the terms for their job. There's so many open positions like we've never seen in history before. So all of this data together, and what exactly is the purpose of them reversing their quantitative easing or quantitative tightening, I should say. They really don't have one. There is no excuse for that, okay? So look at this. Fed lays out plan to prune balance sheet by $1.1 trillion a year. That's the reason I mentioned that. It's $1.1 trillion over the course of the year. That would, I mean, think about it. After a year, the balance sheet is at $8 trillion. It's still so excessive. So even at this rate, it's still going to be too slow, too slow, too slow. This is just showing us total liquidity, um, breaking it all down. I mean, you can see the overnight, like that blue area is the repo operations, and it's at approximately $1.7 trillion. Looking at the treasury cash balance and just breaking it all down, okay? Because remember, it's not just the Fed funds rate. It's not just, uh, you know, what you see with, the balance sheet. I mean, there's, there's those are just two simple terms, but it's broken down much further. That gives a I guess gives us a little bit more insight. All right, all right, all right. Let's do it. Matthew McConaughey. All right, let's do it. If stocks don't fall, the Fed needs to force them. Who's saying this? None other than Bill Dudley. 
Tightening financial conditions will be the key to getting inflation under control. This is, in fact, Bill Dudley. Okay, I believe he was the president of the New York Fed. It's hard to know how much the U.S. Fed will need to do to get inflation under control, but one thing is certain, to be effective, it'll have to inflict more losses on stock and bond investors than it has so far. You hear this? This is Bill Dudley. Okay, This is not you know, somebody from Morgan Stanley or Bank of America. Bill Dudley. Okay, and does that mean that they're gonna, you know, crash the markets down 90%? No, we don't know what's gonna happen. But we can see the direction they're heading. Many people, so many people, okay, and we're talking about other YouTubers who said they will never, ever, ever increase rates ever again. They will never do quantitative tightening ever again. And then when it looked like it was gonna happen, they started to say, yeah, but they'll do it, but it won't be like, it won't be much, okay? It's just not, it's going to be a little bit. And then here we go. Increase of interest rates, 25 basis points. Looking like in a month from now, we're going to get to 50 on top of that, bringing us up to 1% in the United States, 1% in Canada. They'll, they'll do the same thing. And of course, the quantitative tightening. So where does it stop? I don't know. But what we were, you know, hearing so often, that, that clearly didn't, didn't happen it wasn't the case and still people are believing these individuals why you should you should be asking hey you said it was going to be you made that prediction and you were forceful with that what happened buddy anyway so looking at this they're claiming i mean there's a lot of claims about where it's going to end up 2.5% 3% on the fed funds rate i mean that would just be crushing to the economy, to the markets, we know that. So I'm interested to see where it is. I don't know where it's going to end. Really don't. They had a few quotes in here that I wanted to touch on, but essentially just saying that he agrees with Powell under what needs to be done. They need to tighten financial conditions, okay? Policy works through financial conditions. That's how it reaches the real economy. They are going to tighten and so on. Okay, that's the expectation, and we will see where it ends up. Investors should pay closer attention to what Powell has said. Financial conditions need to financial conditions need to tighten. If this doesn't happen on its own, which seems unlikely, the Fed will have to shock markets to achieve the desired response. That in itself is huge. Okay, this would mean hiking the federal funds rate considerably higher than currently anticipated. One way or another to get inflation under control, the Fed will need to push bond yields higher and stock prices lower. I mean, just having that written is so extreme to me. To somebody who follows what the Federal Reserve says, each and every word, each and every mean meeting, and has done this for so many years, let me tell you, you don't hear that. You really don't. While the Fed is pursuing all and sundry that Pursuing all and sundry that it means business, some of the most relied upon relationships in investing are breaking down. One of the more intriguing involves gold. As precious metals have no yield, its price over time is closely linked to real yields. The higher the yield you can guarantee from bonds, the lower you'll need the price of gold to be before you buy it, and vice versa. The relationship has been ironclad ever since the financial crisis until 
now. So it's just breaking it down. That blue line there is gold, okay? Just wanted to show you that and then connect it in with this. Not all havens are equally safe. After years of tight correlation, bonds have fallen and gold has risen since 2020. So there's another chart there for you. I just find it interesting to see these correlations and how they break down and looking at those events, how they change history. Look at this. We're going to break this down a little bit further. My friend and yours, Janet Yellen. Russia's actions represent an unacceptable affront to the rules-based global order. She had to say that, the order. And will have enormous economic repercussions in Ukraine and beyond. Saying that what's happening right now is going to affect the global economy. That's all I really wanted to mention here. And of course, we know what we're seeing with fertilizer prices and with commodities in general, things are getting quite extreme to say the least. We're trimming tech stocks and an automaker because it never pays to fight the Fed. This is Jim Cramer saying this. I think it's so hilarious to see the retail trader mantra of don't fight the Fed, don't fight the Fed, don't fight the Fed. And now that the Fed is going in the opposite direction, they're tightening. They've lost that from their you know, verbiage. They just stopped using that. But they're still doing the action. It's like, like a ghost. It's kind of strange, to say the least. I don't know what's going to come here. But I can tell you what we're seeing today. And it shows us very clearly that this right now is so strange, so unusual to look at all of these trillions pumped in and then the euphoria still being present. The safe havens. Is it bonds? Is it gold? Where do people put their money? And I think what's important right now to understand is that at one point you're going to have sovereign debt defaults. It will occur. We know this. And at the same time, we need to have diversification. We don't want counterparty risk. We don't want this because we learned in the financial crisis how bad that could be. There will be a time, perhaps, when the Federal Reserve comes in and rescues the markets once again. But it won't be at 10% down the markets. It's not going to be down at 20% of the markets. Some of your favorite stocks could come down by over 50%, maybe even 75%. That happens many times. It really does. Look at it historically. Maybe the broad market might only be down 50%, but a lot of stocks down 75%. And that's when the real strong investors swoop in and they buy everything up for pennies on the dollar. You see this all the time. Something I want to do a deeper analysis on on a future video that very few people will watch um, is to go and look at the previous crashes and see what happened. Like when Greece crashed, what happened? Well, you had all of these very wealthy people coming in, buying up all the assets, buying things that you couldn't buy. Okay, this is only, it was like off market kind of deals, like the Emir of Qatar buying all of these different islands, one for each of his kids. Okay, these type of things are just extreme to say the least. Anyway, I want to do that, that analysis in the future, but we need real stuff. We need tangible stuff. And that 
could come in many forms. And then when we hit a bottom, when we hit that rock bottom, there's maximum fear. Not what we saw in 2020. That wasn't maximum fear. Let's be very clear. Yeah, markets came down by 20 to 30%. That was nothing. We have to buy when there's blood in the streets. We are nowhere near that today. And that will be the time when we find good, strong companies. I'm going to do a, a video I got on this screen over here, a video that uh, will break down some more in what the wealthy people buy and what has happened. So stay tuned for that. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, I'll bring that to you. If you found this video informative, hit that thumbs up button. I do appreciate that very much. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.